0: It's a ghost! (laughs) Hi, I'm your co host, Skylar. And I'm your co host, Jacqueline. Welcome to D All of the Above, where we discuss anything and everything. And nothing is taboo.
1: All right, Jacqueline, are you ready to talk about ghosts and spirits?
0: I'm ready. I'm in that Halloween mood, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Getting a little freaky. It's. It's getting scary, to say the least. I feel like every
1: year, the Halloween movies that come out are freakier and freakier.
0: So scary. Honestly, though, how do you feel about scary movies? Like, they, I'm going to be honest, they don't scare me. Yeah, I think Is that weird? Stupid. No, I think they're stupid.
1: I will say, though, when I was younger, they scared me. Like, I had one scary movie that traumatized me. To the max.
0: And what was the name of that movie, Skylar? I have
1: no idea. But I remember I was with my older cousin and he was like four or five years older than me. And I was probably like nine and he was like, you know, like 13, 14 or something. And it was absolutely terrifying. It was this
0: girl and these bones in this attic and this ghost, like this child. Oh, it was terrifying. You know, that's really funny that you say that because I also had a similar experience when I was younger. I was watching this movie, and I think it was called Prom Night, if I'm remembering correctly. And I just remember it was all about, like, murder Mm -hmm. and, like, blood and guts. And I was definitely way too young. Like, my parents should have been like, whoa, you cannot watch this. Mm -hmm. Um, But I literally remember that night, like, going and, like, hiding under my bed, checking under my bed, checking in my closet (laughs) for, like, anything and anyone. And I was traumatized after that. Yeah. But then I remember also, like, a few years later, I went to watch the movie It. You remember, did you see that movie ever? I never watched it. Not the, the clowns? And I was like, this mm-hmm. is actually stupid. And I yeah. was not scared at all.
1: My mom is terrified of clowns. And I don't know if it's because of that movie or Interesting. a different reason. But there's a lot of people who have a serious clown phobia. I,
0: don't, I wonder what the scientific name for
1: that phobia is.
0: Yeah. Interesting. I know. I think it's just the makeup. The makeup? Yeah. The makeup that clowns wear. It makes them look freaky. And some people get scared mm-hmm. by that well they are creepy in general
1: like if you're a human being who puts makeup on to play with kids and a creepy yeah. face and like hangs it i don't and like no
0: what is going on in your mind to be like yes that is what i want to do today
1: same thing with being a santa claus
0: Yeah, that, <laughs> that, that, that is scary no like let me just put little children on my lap no <laughs> no thank you my child will not be sitting on Santa's lap in the mall one day. Absolutely not.
1: What's crazy, though, is that all across the world, right, people believe in ghosts and spirits or people in general living on to another realm. Ghosts, in fact, are the most widely believed in paranormal
0: phenomenon, right? That is crazy. That I is did crazy. I did see this fact that it said in so this was done in 2018, and it said 50% or 58% actually of those polled agreed with the statement, places can be haunted by spirits, mm-hmm. and almost one in five people in the United States said in another survey that they have seen or been in the presence of a ghost. One in five people mm-hmm. believe that they have been That's in the lot. presence of a ghost.
1: That's a lot of people.
0: Good percentage.
1: I have a survey This is 46% of Americans say that they truly believe in ghosts.
0: That's crazy. Almost That's half of almost the people. Half. Yeah. Half of America believes in ghosts. Wow. So this is a this is a very prevalent and common thing. And well, like it's if you're a listening topic, Yeah, honestly. if you're listening and you're like I absolutely believe in ghosts, you're obviously not alone in that.
1: No, not at all. And there's I mean, a I think it's people. because a lot of people have had specific experiences mm-hmm. or they have immediate friends, family, relatives who have had some form of experience or you know, there's, like, the traditions where ghost stories are passed down, you know, at the campfire, like, typical mm-hmm. American traditional experiences, like, something that
0: you go through is those ghost haunted stories, you know? Mm-hmm. It is a very, very common thing. I remember um when I was in middle school, we went to this thing called outdoor school, mm-hmm. and I was in seventh grade, and we spent this night, like, or we spent like three to four nights in the woods and we would all sit around the campfire and tell ghost stories in the evening mm-hmm. and like it's so interesting to like think about how normalized that is and that's just something that is almost tradition in our culture yeah absolutely like it's what other a- things could we be talking about why are we telling ghost stories i don't know
1: well it is a tradition especially around campfires you know yeah. in that setting that eerie setting at night when it's just unknown territory and you don't know what could be around you. And it has been in many, many cultures, you know,
0: like people have tried to communicate even with spirits and ghosts for ages. That is very true. And something that I found also as well based on like what even is a ghost. Because I think that is something that is so like just subjective. Like when people are like, what is a ghost? And that can be different for every single person. Um, So I was like doing some research on this and I found or I came across this thing that said the concept of a ghost is kind of based on an ancient idea that a person's spirit exists separately from his or her body and may continue to exist after that person dies. Mm -hmm. And then because of this idea, many societies began to use funeral rituals as a way of ensuring that the dead person's spirit would not return to haunt the living, which is super interesting to me. That they're saying we're using these funerals to actually ensure that this already dead person is dead and their spirit isn't living Mm -hmm. on because that's what is oftentimes believed to be a ghost is like that dead person's spirit.
1: I mean, there's been organizations for ages that have been fully dedicated to ensuring that like determining if ghosts are real or if they're not real or if they'll live on. And there's a lot of really cultural things when it comes to religion, like, ensuring that the dead get to the place that they're destined to be safely Mm -hmm. like in greek mythology in all types of historical religious contexts, there's passages you know it's like you are making sure that your loved one passes on to the better place that they're supposed to go to yeah in the safest and most appropriate way possible and it's like you, as the living person, if you're responsible to make those prayers, do that ritual, bury them correctly, do all of the things. Otherwise, they will not pass
0: on to their next realm
1: mm-hmm. as they should.
0: And that that is something that is, like, it's talked about, like, even in the Bible, I feel like, with, like, religions. Across religions. Yeah. Across,
1: across all types of cultures, histories. Mm-hmm. But,
0: I mean, I think it makes complete sense to me as to, and I'm not saying I do or don't, but I think it makes complete sense to me as to why people would believe in ghosts, spirits, whatever it may be. And something that I found that was super interesting that, you know, we think of this person as one of the greatest minds, like, in humanity being Albert Einstein. Mm -hmm. And he believed that ghosts were real. He said that all of the energy of the universe is constant. And since this energy cannot be destroyed, it can transform into a new energy Mm -hmm. and the creation of a ghost. Which kind of circles back to what I was saying earlier. Like, the fact that people believe ghosts to be that person's spirit after they die. And he's mm-hmm. speaking on the energy, like the scientific physics aspects of it. And it's crazy because like we view Albert Einstein as one of the smartest humans ever to be alive. And mm-hmm. he said ghosts were real.
1: There's a lot of very smart people who have been dedicated to investigating whether or not spirits and ghosts are real, honestly. Like since 1880, 18- Mm. 1882 Cambridge and Oxford all of these prestigious universities traditionally have continuously researched started founded different groups completely dedicated to discovering whether or not they're real right so like mm-hmm. the
0: society for society for psychical research it, it, it is it's been there's a deep deep history with it right and I think even um, like America's own rich tradition of you know, like historical ghost begins actually with one of the founding fathers, which I found to be super interesting. And that is Benjamin Franklin. Um, Because beginning in the late 19th century, Franklin's ghost was at least said to have seen near the library of the American Physiological Society in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Some reports held that the statue of Franklin in front of the society comes to life and dances in the streets. So people believe that Benjamin Franklin's statue is a ghost and somehow alive.
1: I feel like there's a lot of things like that. You hear a lot of stories about people who are like specific photographs that, you know, move and dance when you're not looking or things of that sort, like static things. And even like the most traditional things you can think of, like stories, toy story, stuff like that, where it's objects coming to life. It's always dolls Mm. in movies, things like that. Our human imagination always goes to dolls. Always. Mm. And like toys,
0: moving and being scary. Like that's creepy. And I actually found something. It's interesting that it's dolls because I've heard that kids and then animals specifically. And the most specific animal is cats that can see ghosts. Mm -hmm. But it basically it said that like kids and animals are the most likely to see and experience the presence of ghosts since they have a higher level of energy that draws ghosts to them but it's interesting that children's toys are what scare
1: adults most no it is interesting because it's yeah the dolls like you said like a doll should not be creepy to a grown adult so what do you think you think ghosts are real you're gonna ask me this right now yeah what do you think I do not think ghosts are real. You don't. Have you had any experience with any form of spiritual thing? Potential ghost-like
0: story. All right. So we're going to get into this right now. (laughs) So I just said I did not think ghosts were real. But if you probably would have asked me this, let's say, you know, eight, nine, ten years ago, I probably would have said ghosts were real. And this stems from me having a fun night with my friends doing an Ouija board. Mistake number one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I don't know. One of my friends, her family, for some reason, owned an Ouija board and they brought it out and they said, let's do this. And in that moment, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Like, I didn't think anything like I was like, this is so stupid. This is so fake. Like, nothing's going to come of this. And I remember some things coming of it. However, I look back on it now and understand a lot more. But in the moment, let me just say I was freaked out. Um, there were well, things. What happened? I really don't love recapping it, but I'll recap a little bit of it. But basically, and but basically, things were moving on the board. That I did not expect to be moving because, you know, the basis of an Ouija board is, you know, a pretty straightforward concept. You place your hands lightly on a triangular porter called a planchet, and then, you know, this kind of just rests on the board by itself. The board has words that say yes and no in the top corners, and then the alphabet is in the center, and then the word goodbye is at the very bottom. And you're asking questions to the board throughout the time, like whether it be a yes or no question or whether it be a word that you can kind of spell out while your hands are on this board. And you're supposed to not take your hands off of the board unless you slide it down to say goodbye, because it's like a really bad and scary thing, apparently, if you take your hands off the board and don't say goodbye first. Um, so my friends and I asking it just like probably all these stupid questions at the time, probably like, oh, like who is Jacqueline dating? Who does Jacqueline have a crush on? Like (laughs) I was like 15 years old maybe at the time. Right. And like every single answer, my hands were moving involuntary. Like I was not doing this on my own. I swear right now. Multiple people's hands were on the board, right? There were two people's hands on the board at once.
1: I thought all of you were supposed to have your hands on the board. So it was you and someone else. It
0: was me and someone else. Like, I had two fingers on one and side. you don't think She they had were two moving. fingers on the other side. I did not think they were moving.
1: Like, you don't think her hands were moving to say whatever it was
0: saying? No, because there were questions where she did not. This makes me cry. There were questions <laughs> where she did not know the answer to them. And, like, it would still move. And then she didn't know the and answer. then there were, we literally was had a, the
1: answer, right?
0: The answer was correct every single time. It knew everything about me. We had a door move. We had a light flicker. And you
1: still don't believe in ghosts.
0: And I still don't believe in ghosts you guys. At this time I did believe in ghosts. But also at the time I think my brain was a little bit more malleable, so to speak. Malleable. <laughs> I think that, I don't know, but I remember that night, I literally went home and told my parents that I did an Ouija board, and they were like, why did you do that? And, like, they were not very happy with me that I did that. Um, But they weren't, like, mad, but, like, I just ended up, like, crying because I was super scared. (laughs) (laughs) They probably just were upset that you did that because they knew you are going to have nightmares the next three weeks. Oh, my God, absolutely, and I totally did. I think I slept with my light on that night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure.
1: My two cents, personally. Since you're not going to ask me. Is...
0: Yeah, I want to know. <laughs> I No,
1: stop. I need to know right now. What do you think about ghosts? Do you believe in them? I don't know. I mean, I've never done a Ouija board. I've had some kind of ghost-like experiences. I went to college at Ohio University, as you know, and OU is notoriously extremely haunted Mm -hmm. we have the ridges which is part of our campus that's like 15 minutes away that's an old insane asylum so it's an insane asylum that's like ancient and it has hasn't been an insane asylum like you know it was back when they used to call them insane asylums (laughs) is what it was and it was like they locked up all of these people in there and there's bars on the windows still like it's this old old Old, creepy building and some really bad stuff happened in that building to the point where they shut it down and it's no longer an insane asylum so what happened was a woman named Margaret Schilling who was a patient at the Athens Asylum went missing in 1978 in December of 1978 and 42 days after that they found her body in a long abandoned ward That was used for patients with infectious diseases locked in an abandoned ward. And a maintenance worker is actually the one who found her body. And the tests that came up showed that she died of heart failure. But she was found completely naked with her clothes neatly folded next to her body. Which is very odd. And what's really interesting is that the stain from her body was completely permanent so there's an imprint of her hair and the body stain can still be seen on the floor and there's been dozens of attempts to get the stain out and no one's been able to remove it so that part of the abandoned insane asylum is obviously blocked off but I never snuck in there but a lot of people did a lot of people would sneak into the insane asylum at some point in their college career, and check out the stain that was there. And it's said that Margaret Schilling still haunts the insane asylum. So her ghost is still living in that building. I don't like that at all. (laughs) (laughs) I might start crying. (laughs) Margaret's spirit is said to have appeared staring down from the window of the room where her body was found and has been seen attempting to escape, and has been known to wander around various parts of the building at night. And according to some, she's not the only one who's there. Other former patients were said to remain in the residence with reports from visitors seeing strange figures standing in empty wings of the former hospital, hearing disembodied voices, and squeaking gurneys, and weird lights, and hearing screams that echo through the walls. So. There's a ton of really, really scary stories that tons of Ohio University students have. People say it's so haunted that they don't want to utilize the building anymore. Some of the other buildings, they have like professors' offices and office hours and But like the main building where the insane asylum was, they do not host any classes or anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> like that's like a proven fact. Yes. Yeah, like it's the old insane asylum.
0: Like, that's freaky.
1: They used to put, People in there before they knew what mental illnesses were. I mean, it's. Yeah. OU has been around since 1804.
0: Uh-huh. To give you, like, that's a long time. I know. I've seen the sign.
1: Yeah. I've heard some really, really crazy stories from people going, like, sneaking in there, hearing, like, screaming, like, sounds screaming women, like, children.
0: I think that they have preconceived ideas already in their mind. Yeah. So
1: that's my my genuine opinion, though. Here's the thing
0: beyond
1: yes i think it's like fully preconceived notions essentially so like my two cents mm. is that we took something that could have potentially been real or something in a similar sense that could still be real potentially and we placed these expectations of these encounters on ourselves as humans of what mm-hmm. that would look like right so like mm-hmm. If you experience this spiritual or ghostly encounter, you might expect that it's like a holographic type image or person in front of you. You know what Mm, I mean? Like a moaning myrtle from Harry Potter. You know? like You're expecting to see a translucent human being when in reality, there might be these types of figures, but they don't appear in the way that we traditionally expect them because we've placed these Specific expectations on ourselves. Yeah, there's a lot of research Regarding people's experiences With ghosts, right? Mm -hmm. So and most of the time they find that Here, let me read you this quote so this was from Temple University. They did a Study interviewing people who experienced ghost encounters And here's the quote. Many participants were not sure that they had encountered a ghost and remained uncertain that such phenomena were even possible simply because they did not see something that approximated the conventional image of a ghost. Instead, many of our respondents were simply convinced that they had experienced something uncanny, something unexplainable, extraordinary, mysterious, or eerie. So all of these people... Even after having this really odd ghost like experience that they they categorize as a ghost like experience weren't sure even after mm-hmm. if ghosts were real mm-hmm. so like in one of my virtual virtual reality classes in college, he explained my professor explained something to us called the uncanny valley right and that's mm-hmm. like when something in its physical appearance is so close to humanity what we know as a human that it's extremely eerie or uncanny right mm. so like we experience that a lot in virtual reality not a lot like it's very very infrequent that something comes so close to human that it's unsettling to you right but in my mind i feel like if these ghost like creatures are like that it could be very very uncanny i guess so mm-hmm. but like after they've had all of these encounters they still don't know what it's supposed to look like, right? A ghost or spirit or whatever you want to call it, a, mm-hmm. a person who has passed on to this other realm who's back in
0: ours. Right. They, we don't know what that looks like. That's a super interesting point because everyone's going to view mm-hmm. ghosts differently. Some people might view ghosts as a white yeah, a sheet. gown <laughs> sheet pillowcase whatever that is, may
1: there's be so many people who've had these encounters it's kind of hard to discount it you know like yeah if we're going off of things if we're judging things in reality in our life based off of witnesses in some some instances mm-hmm. right and there's 50 percent of americans almost 50 percent of americans who think ghosts are real and most of them have had some form of experience with something ghostly yeah like people think that ghosts get lost on their way to the other side, or whatever. Yeah, you know, Mm-hmm. or they claim that ghosts are like telepathic entities
0: right. projected
1: into the world from our minds. Right. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know. I think here's what you want to know, though. What I really, really think. Yeah. I think there's something. So I think a lot of the times, I think it could potentially be trauma,
0: like 100%. a hundred percent human
1: beings' trauma response from a loved one or someone they cared about. Yeah. Um, Who passed away recently. That's Mm -hmm. where like. That's something. There's this really crazy concept. That I. I originally. Heard about on TikTok. Right. It's called. Simulation theory. Okay. You know what simulation theory is? Not exactly. Tell me about it. So. I think that. It could be applied. To what we know. As ghosts. Okay. This is my. It wasn't originally. Anything about ghosts. Or. In any way. Shape or form. But. in my mind, I think it could be applicable. So simulation theory is essentially, it's this theory that a lot of scientists actually have spoken very openly about. So like Elon Musk, Neil deGrasse, Tyson, like a lot of, a lot of scientists have openly spoken about this, but it's called simulation theory. So picture this, you get to the end of your life, right? You die and it's all over. But then, Something happens and you wake up again. So you're not, you don't, when you wake up, you're not in heaven, you're not in hell, you're not in some form of afterlife, but you're actually in your bedroom and it's the year 2350, Shit. right? Something like that. It's, it's, a, it's very, very late in the future. Mm-hmm. And you're not how old that you were when you passed away in your life. You are like 15, 16 years old,
0: hmm.
1: and you're a teenager. You finished, just now, you just finished an immersive type of virtual reality simulation that represents the primitive and exciting world of the 21st century. Okay. So everything you went through was a simulation. And the thing is, if you think about the way that our society has progressed, right, in terms of technological advancement, Advancement, mm-hmm. Like, we've had a an extreme amount of advancements over the course of thousands of years to the point where all of our technology is completely unrecognizable
0: to mm-hmm. anyone from thousands of years ago, right? Yeah, absolutely. Even, like, literally over the course of 15 years. Exactly. Like, like I think about when I was, like, my parents didn't even have cell phones.
1: Yeah, I mean... Not necessarily 15 years ago,
0: <laughs> like but yeah, 20 years ago, yeah.
1: <laughs> the thing is, if you think about that level of technological advancement, right? Yeah, I mean, we're, I mean, think of, we're already almost there with the metaverse. Like yeah. that's that's a crazy, crazy concept you never ever would have thought of being in the in the, like close to your existence, right? Yeah, in years ago, and all of that though, all of that virtual reality type things are just a result of the electrol- electrical activity and cognitive function in our brains, right? Yeah. So wouldn't it be possible to just manipulate that? Yes. It would be possible to manipulate that into thinking that that's something we are actively experiencing. Yeah. Is that, is that so foreign? In years, a couple years. We could think that we're actively experiencing some type of virtual reality and really it was a simulation of someone's entire lifespan. Your entire lifespan. You right now could actually be in the year 2350. Seriously. And this whole thing is a complete simulation. The entire thing, you're 16 years old in history class learning about the 21st century. And this is the most accurate way To gather that information. That is very... There's a point where your (laughs) brain won't be able to tell the difference between that and reality. Right? That's a highly possible technological advancement.
0: That's possible. That's scary, but that is possible. But because in
1: reality, right, there's only one true Earth, like right now that we're on. One physical planet that is ours that we know as Earth. Yes. That is a fact. But there is an infinite possible virtual world, right? Mm-hmm. So, by those odds, mathematically speaking, it's near impossible that we are actually on the one true world. Mind blown. So, and, and, and philosophers determined thousands of years ago, literally thousands of years ago that there is no conclusive way to prove that anyone other than yourself is actually conscious, right? There's no yeah. no way to prove that anyone besides you is actually conscious. So in a world where right now people like us and or you or me or whoever see all these ghost-like figures and thousands of thousands of people have these experiences, could these be other conscious beings from a different technologically advanced reality that are traveling to our present moment? That is a great question. Why not?
0: It absolutely could be. I'm not. Mm. So
1: like (laughs) any of these ghosts, you know, what we traditionally think of as ghosts, it's someone traveling to our present moment. I'm not trying to prove that you're not conscious and I'm not conscious because I'm not that egocentric. Like, frankly, I don't think there's any way that I am the only conscious human being on this planet. I think that's a bit ridiculous and far-fetched. I agree with all of these basic philosophers that there's technically no way for me to prove that you are not conscious. Right. But I think a lot of these philosophers, ancient philosophers, Greek philosophers, all of them, we have proven that they're extremely egocentric and selfish. Exactly. So I do not think that you are not a conscious being, but I Mm -hmm. will say I don't know that I can prove that all of these experiences that people have had are completely discounted. And the fact that we could potentially not be, like we are not as technologically advanced as we will be in 500 years. So I don't think there's any any doubt in my mind that we could potentially be able to come back to where we are now in some type of form that resembles this like holographic ghost-like figure. That can't necessarily tamper with our reality, but can experience it.
0: Like, I feel like my mind is pinging so many different places right now. Because, like, I I hear what you're saying. And I agree. And I also think that our brains. Like, I think our brains are so powerful that our brains will convince us or convince people that we... See things, hear things, like whatever so you're it may completely be. Disregard everything I just said. No, I'm not disregarding what you said. Like I'm hearing what you said. I'm hearing what the philosophers said. I'm not what- talking
1: about. This is my complete theory.
0: This is your theory. Yes. Uh, yes. I thought you said it was like all these scientists, like talked scientists about the. And philosoph-
1: no one has brought up the fact that those things that we're seeing could be a futuristic someone traveling back to see what we're experiencing. They've talked about how you in your present moment. Yes. Could actually be in the year 2350 and you're not actually experiencing this genuinely. And when you die, you're going to wake up there. Okay. But I'm thinking if that's possible, these people, there's 50% of Americans have had some ghost-like experience.
0: Okay, that is, cannot- that's not a fact, though. Like, yes, that's a fact that okay. that, that happened, but that's them I'm saying that. I'm not going to
1: discount... Yes, correct. If you think half of Americans are just blatant liars?
0: I don't think they're lying. I think that they're... They've
1: had some type of experience, and they genuinely believe that, or potentially have had some t- Correct. 50% of people think that they've had some form of experience with ghosts. Correct. Who's to say that technology hasn't advanced To a significant point where people are not coming to visit this reality that we live in right now.
0: No one's to say that.
1: It's possible. So these ghost-like things, maybe they are actual conscious beings, not dead
0: people. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, a lot of people think of ghosts and they're like, oh, they're, you know, my dead family member's coming back and it's their spirit.
1: Maybe it's not. Maybe that's the taboo thing. Maybe that's the, oh, you know, that's the egocentric thing. It's like, oh, it's someone coming to find me and tell me that they love me or they're going to kill me. That's guilt. That's sorrow. That's That's loss. That's trauma. Yeah. That's getting to you. But maybe it's not that. Maybe it's people coming to experience like whatever we're experiencing yeah right now for fun because technology has advanced and i don't think there's any fucking way that we're the only people on this in this universe that are what this technologically advanced like okay i have an iphone and
0: can make a podcast <laughs> like that's not facts though. that's not mind-blowing you no, know what i mean it's Not so now i'm like my brain is thinking all about like life is there life not on earth Mm-hmm. like <laughs> we'll
1: get there we'll like get there. we're
0: gonna this could go so many ways it could right like so
1: people even create different types of categories for ghosts you know mm-hmm. like those people who are skeptical of things there's like intelligent spirits versus shadow people versus poltergeist versus <laughs> like all types of things you know what i mean yeah like that to me though is like Different, like categorizing different types of dragons. Why dragons? It's another fantasy thing. Yeah. It's another mythical creature. It's like taking different and categorizing, you know, it's like categorizing different types of vampires. Whatever you want to say. You know, 7% of people believe in vampires.
0: I did see that. <laughs> I saw that same thing when I was like, how many people actually believe in ghosts? And then I saw that this is for vampires. 7%. Do you remember that show we watched? Oh, yeah. What was that called? I don't know. They would like. First Kill. First Kill on Netflix, right? Yeah. Yeah, they just drink the blood. Yeah. Mm. Mm, type B. Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. I love me some O negative. Oh, ne- so, what are your thoughts on. So, there are TV shows all about ghost hunters, like people using all this technology to, like, actually spot and find ghosts. What are your thoughts on these type of TV shows and the people that come at it from that angle? Like, literally, let's visually find these ghosts via cameras, via the technology that they use. It's interesting
1: because ghosts were not repopularized until Ghostbusters, Yeah, essentially, right? So, like, after Ghostbusters came out, Everyone decided it was their responsibility to hunt ghosts, 100%. -hmm. First of all, living in the United States, I think it provides an opportunity to capitalize off of another hobby. I agree 100%. So I think it's it's simply that. There's more monopolization off of products like ghost Mm -hmm. communication tools things of that sort. Yeah, because technically there's no scientific evidence of ghosts existence, but I have had personal experiences where I thought maybe it was a ghost. I don't know. In my house in college, again, I went to Ohio University, extremely ancient campus. Every house in there was about to fall over.
0: So what about houses being extremely ancient and old makes them feel so haunted is my question.
1: Well, because many, many people have been there. Many energies, many, mm-hmm. many Spirits. Like, you feel the presence of a lot of different people in those homes. It's mm-hmm. used. You know what I mean? Like, it's a very used feeling.
0: Yeah. It's, it, I think it comes down to, like, Yeah, the presence and the energy. Like, Mm -hmm. that's something that you can feel. Yeah. Like, you can pick that energy up, and you can start to embrace that energy. And, yeah. I don't know. I don't think I feel that energy, necessarily. But people, supposedly, do. (laughs) Right. Okay, so tell me your story.
1: In college, really old house, ancient. I'm not much of a ghost believer, but when i do think about potentially there being ghosts i take more of an agnostic approach i'm like thinking of them in a positive way never speaking negatively against them you know what i mean mm-hmm. like using that approach so that way i'm not going to go oh this ghost is an asshole whatever just right. just in case <laughs> like i'm not you know i i don't know and i don't think that there is any evidence that right. exists that they are real but I'm not going to put my foot in my mouth, just for funsies, right?
0: Smart. (laughs) Then there's me over here like, no, fuck (laughs) you.
1: So I was in the living room. I had a two-pound bin of protein powder on top of the fridge. Like, heavy. Skylar is making gains. Gains over here. It was on top of the fridge, completely level fridge. Like, there was no... No, it wasn't like it was. anything was ever sliding off the fridge. Protein powder sitting on top of the fridge. No one was in the kitchen. Not a single person was in the kitchen. Me and my roommate were in the living room sitting on the couch. And all of a sudden, the protein powder slides directly off the fridge and lands in the trash can, like a foot away from the fridge, like two feet away from the fridge. Just slides off the top of the fridge nothing is like everything is level I mean a lot of really really weird things happened in that house the house had an extremely weird layout like nothing made sense it was creepy and creaky and like you really probably didn't want to go to the bathroom alone at night type of vibes like it was just a little
0: uncomfortable did it
1: have a weird smell because that's something I've heard about like
0: ghosts or haunted places, like a weird smell.
1: I don't know that you can categorize any college house as not having a weird smell, personally, from my experience, especially (laughs) at Ohio University. (laughs) Um, So I don't know if that's... It did not smell like death or anything. I mean... (laughs) What does death smell? I have no idea, but I've heard it smells terrible. (laughs) I would
0: imagine it would.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That's what they say in books
0: and movies. It smells (laughs)
1: awful, but I... A lot of creepy things like doorknobs jiggling. like the creaking stairs. creaking oh unexplained creaking.
0: sounds. Mm-hmm.
1: lights flickering.
0: yeah, all the time. D all of the above. <laughs> D all of the above. <laughs> yeah. a lot of really,
1: really weird things happened in that house. but that one was one of the only things where I literally saw it happen and nothing was touching it no one was near the fridge we didn't have any animals no pets nothing like it just shot off the fridge and landed in the trash can and I was baffled but we constantly constantly tried we made an effort I personally made an effort never to speak ill of that ghost that lived in our house because I didn't want any trouble I didn't want anything I just wanted to live there peacefully and I don't know why, but I always had a feeling that it was a woman, and she was
0: pleasant. She just liked to fuck with us a bit. <laughs> I'm not surprised that she was a woman. So she was trying to make you... Why like why the protein powder on the refrigerator?
1: That's so interesting. I don't know. She was trying to say something. I never figured it out, but she was trying to get our attention.
0: Yeah. Ghosts are attention seekers.
1: Yeah, no shit. They're bored, though. I mean, if I was a ghost, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I think I would fuck with everyone, too.
0: Wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. What else would you do? You need entertainment. Yeah. You you don't just want to chill on the wall. Here's the thing, though, that bothers me.
1: If you are going to consider ghosts a serious reality, right, Mm -hmm. can they or can they not go through objects? You would think, a typical ghost, you think they go through objects. If yeah. the fact is that they go through solids, then it is another fact that they cannot physically slam doors. They can't, they can't creak steps. They can't yeah. mess with a physical solid reality. So those That's are extremely point. controversial points that don't make any sense to me. Yeah. And I cannot comprehend. Like It has to be one or the other. It can't be both. Yeah. Like, you cannot be basically a gas.
0: I know, because I feel like when people think of ghosts, it's like, you know, they're they're not opaque. Like, they're, like, literally, like, trans... Like, you can put your arms through like them. Fully, Transparent, yeah. translucent, whatever it may be. You can put your arm it's through them. Like a them. hologram. But like you said, they would not be able to do these actions that we can do as humans who are... what 3d figures you can't mess with a physical object no and then go
1: through Through it it at the same time exactly that is the like one one thing that just doesn't add up for me
0: i'm thinking also about like you know how in all of the like scary movies they have the ghost or the doll or whatever maybe like pop up in the mirror behind you Mm. like what's the deal with that like, mirrors, yeah,
1: like mirrors mm, like and like Bloody Mary and stuff. You yeah, spin around three times or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It is a, a mirror thing. It I is. think it's it's. Um, honestly, I think that is a human thing that we've built. Like, yeah. I think thinking about it as a woman, especially and humans, though, I think that we are always nervous about what's behind us, what we can't see, something sneaking yeah. up on us, something like that, and a mirror in that case we actually cannot see behind our head so when we're looking in front of us in a mirror Mm -hmm. and we see something that's behind us that we were not expecting to be there but Mm. we cannot see it with our own eyes but it's through something an object like a mirror or reflection it's extra fucking creepy
0: exactly (laughs) i just got chills no it's (laughs) it's it's literally so weird to even think about like this is Mm -hmm. not even talking about this but this is like you have never like Fully seen yourself. Yeah, like I'm looking at you right now.
1: No, you've never seen yourself in 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 four 3D. You've yeah. never seen yourself in three dimensions.
0: Yeah, you've seen yourself
1: only in 2D. You've like, seen yourself in photos. You've seen yourself in. You know what though? I do think they developed a technology. I keep I see videos online and you know, on TikTok and Instagram or whatever mm-hmm. about this technology that they've built where you're looking at yourself for the first you see yourself for the first time. It's like the, a real mirror type thing. So it's like you see yourself in four dimensions. That's so weird.
0: Yeah. And people are like blown away every time they look at their reflection. Well, they yeah. They don't
1: recognize themselves.
0: They, on TikTok, they have like the, what is it? Like the face inverter where you can see yourself like from the other that's angle. That's just a mirrored image, but yeah. But <laughs> even that is weird. No, even that is yeah. weird to me. Mm-hmm. Like that's just crazy to think about. Yeah, I hate that look. It's so weird. And yeah, like you're right. Like we, we don't ever know what's, we don't have eyes in the back of our head. No. And I think that's why they utilize mirrors as a scare tactic. Yeah, fear tactic. Yeah. I wonder,
1: I don't know the answer to this, but I wonder if there was a point where it turned negative, more fear tactic based.
0: Like Mm. I know
1: now 21st century wise, we have a lot of, marketing commerce we're trying to sell things 90 percent of the time to another person right. and that's definitely built on this because you're when you're trying to sell something to another human being you have to tap into an emotion that they're feeling and fear is one of them
0: mm-hmm.
1: and if you can tap into that great and you make money off of it whatever yeah that's something that we've realized over time and capitalized on very clearly but i wonder When ghosts became something that was scary. Because there's some cultures where it's very, very not. It's like
0: even. Nonchalant. Like they don't. Even like
1: in some Hispanic, like Day of the Dead. Like that's like a very. It's a
0: celebration. Celebration. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Day de los muertos.
1: Like people who have passed on. You're Mm -hmm. celebrating, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think, though, there's some weird connotation that's developed over time. I don't think think, it's always like, but I also don't know if it became, like, when people started being witches, you know, like, Salem witch trials type stuff. Like, I wonder if that was part of it. It was, like, you are doing something that's really making me uncomfortable and freaking me out, so... Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that you are the
0: devil's favorite. <laughs> yeah. Like that's it. Like
1: you are terrible.
0: <laughs> I think I think it's America. I think it's America's fault for turning it into something negative when it could have been.
1: No, there's no 1800s London <laughs> 1800s in England. There's tons of stories that date back like creepy ghost stories that are best when they old 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 old, you know. Yeah. Ancient. But ghosts and spirits and all these things are fully ingrained into our culture in ways that we don't even recognize most of the time
0: we're talking about this every single year around this time oh, yeah. of year
1: oh yeah i mean it's so hell, normal every time we sneeze we say bless you because we think something kate like that custom in itself is rooted in like this energy that we think we sneezed out of ourselves. Like that's baffling. I've according never heard okay that what? Bless you? Why why do you think we say bless you? I literally have no clue. Okay. So according to MIT, people used to believe that a sneeze caused someone to expel their soul out of their body. So God bless you or bless you was used as a protection against the de- the devil snatching your soul before it went back into your body.
0: That is the most dramatic thing I've ever heard.
1: So your soul comes out of your body when you sneeze. sneeze. God, and please
0: forgive me, my soul.
1: No, God bless you. So you're praying, you're like, what? you're praying that the devil won't grab your soul while it's out of your body before it goes back into your soul, into your body. You're, that's why we say bless you. Oh my God, the devil took my soul years ago. That's why I say gazoo tight. <laughs> That's crazy. But these, this is what I'm saying. These types of superstitions yeah. are extremely ingrained in our culture.
0: Yeah. Like the fact
1: that if I sneeze and you say, bless you, you don't even think about that. But the reason so that we say that is because our soul is being expelled from our body and we don't want the devil to snatch it before it goes back into my body. So you
0: say, bless you. Quick enough. Yeah, No. we don't understand why we say half the things that we do no
1: that's that's, so sad like ingrained in our head though like that's like like things like that are cultural like norms
0: yeah so when you sneeze i just need to say shut up like this is we've talked about this yeah okay all right shut up
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right so how do you feel about mediums there's shows there's like People who, their full-time job is to talk to the dead. No. You don't know what I've never a seen a is? show about that. Okay, so move on past the shows. There are shows, but you've never heard of a medium. I don't think so. You can hire someone right now to talk to your dead relatives. I would never do that. You've never heard of this? No.
0: Jacqueline, that's absolutely nuts. I've never heard of that.
1: You've never heard of a medium.
0: Not a meat, no, not a medium that talks to the dead, no. What do you think a medium is? What do you mean? What
1: other type of medium is there? No,
0: no, not as a person. That's, no. What? No. So, well, this
1: is actually crazy to me. <laughs> so the, a medium is essentially someone who is able to speak, to those who have passed. And a lot of the times when they're younger, they are constantly talking to dead people and people are asking who they're talking to and they're like, what are you talking about? Like they genuinely don't see the difference a lot of the times in someone who is dead or alive. And they grow up a lot of the times and they'll some of them will pursue a career path as a full-time medium. And there's a ton. I know people who've done this, who've mm-hmm. spoken with mediums, and I know people who have thought about it and I've seen a lot of videos and that's where it gets like really hard to not believe so the dead the dead person or the dead spirit is telling them things that so a lot of these people will personally like okay so a lot of these people will purposefully go into this meeting with that person having shared no prior information no information about people who they were close to who have passed on Mm -hmm. and The medium will come into these meetings, and they will say, "Okay, someone is coming to me. Someone is speaking to me. It seems to be a mother figure or something like that." And that person's like, "Oh shit, okay." And then they're like, "Uh, "She's trying to tell me something about oranges." Okay, whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, and that person's like, "Oh my god, my mom died, and she was like under an orange grove." Whatever Uh it is. Yeah, that's like happens all the time, and Uh people freak out because this person should have had absolutely no idea, prior context, nothing. Yeah. In regards to what happened with their family's experience. Sometimes it's Mm -hmm. great grandma, sometimes it's siblings, sometimes it's children, sometimes it's sisters, whatever it is. is That's never heard of a medium.
0: No, I've heard I've heard like what you just described, like, you know, the orange, like blah blah blah. Like I've heard that, but I've never Called a medium. I've never heard it been called a medium. But what do I think about that? I think that is absolutely they're in, freaky. They're in the middle ground. If that ever happened to me, I would be freaked out. Maybe we should get a medium big on the podcast. time. A medium, like you. How do you become calling? a medium?
1: You don't become a medium. You are a medium. You are a
0: medium. You're born a medium.
1: Well, some people, yes. Sometimes some people like consider it genetic. Like not necessarily. I don't know if that's true. Some people say you like have to awaken your third eye, whatever. Some people say, Oh, my mom was a medium, my grandma was a medium. Like I was just born this way.
0: So that's just the way their brain works. They just know things.
1: Yeah, I was I saw this Reddit thread of this girl who the first time she ever went to a funeral home, Mm -hmm. she um was like eight years old or something. Like her parents were mediums, her grandma was a medium, but she had the strongest, like senses. Mm-hmm. She had the strongest senses of anyone in her family. But when she went into this funeral home, it was someone died. I think her great grandma passed away,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and she went into this funeral home. Her parents went in to go talk to the person to like pick out the casket and whatever else, and she sat outside on the bench uh, outside mm-hmm. of the office mm-hmm. and was just sitting there waiting and the second she walked in with them to this funeral home, like, it was packed. Like, cemetery was packed. Everything was completely packed with, like, what she thought were people. Mm-hmm. But she knew they were ghosts. But, like, for her, it, her senses or whatever were so strong that it's hard for her to differentiate at that age if they were people or spirits. Right. And so there were tons and tons and tons of people who were just, like, hanging out in there and, like, hollering at her, talking to her, whatever. And she said one woman um, she particularly liked, um, Mm -hmm. she sat down on the bench and the girl was across the hall leaning up against the wall. And she looked like a a biker, like a motorcycle type of chick. Mm -hmm. And she was a little bit older and had, like, a leather jacket on and Mm -hmm. was, like, smoking a cigarette leaning up against the wall and just came over and was like hey like how are you doing and like like what are you why are you here and she's like oh my grandma died and she was like i'm so sorry for your loss and just like sat and hung out with her for a bit and Mm -hmm. then when her parents came out of the meeting meeting i guess when her parents came out from picking out her grandma's casket and whatever else they had to do to figure out the funeral arrangements Mm -hmm. the woman like disappeared and then when they walked out the door, she turned around and she said goodbye. It was really nice to meet you. And that was it. I mean, there were a bunch of other people That's there, crazy. like older people, whatever. And that was just like the first time she ever went to a funeral. Yeah. And I saw some people in the comments who were like. This was on the Reddit thread you were talking yeah, about? Okay. This was just on some Reddit, Reddit thread that I found. Okay. And there were some people in the comments who were like, If you died, why would you ever just be hanging out at a funeral home? Mm -hmm. And I guess I could see that. Like, I don't know why. Like, if I was dead and I was stuck on Earth as a ghost Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. I don't know that I would hang out at the cemetery or funeral home or wherever. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I would do that. But some people responded to that comment and they said, you know, honestly, I could see myself doing that, which is interesting.
0: Hanging out at a cemetery or a funeral funeral home. home. They
1: said if that was the last place that all my family family and friends got together, like celebrating over me or whatever, I think I would hang out there. Or if like I was waiting for someone to come to my grave to come visit me, would maybe do that.
0: That is actually really true. I was looking up different like facts that people believe to be true about ghosts. And one thing going off of that was that, they said that it's believed that ghosts don't typically remain, like, in cemeteries, but more often they are tend to be, or they tend to be found in churches. Isn't that interesting? Interesting. (laughs) Yeah, but it, it said, like, they don't their remains don't usually stay in the cemetery and they they prefer to be in churches i don't i don't know i didn't look into the exact reasoning as to why but i found that to be very interesting and i mean maybe it's because like
1: churches churches
0: churches are (laughs) old churches contain like spiritual
1: factors maybe they're trying to go to heaven or wherever
0: Maybe they were sent to hell and they're like, no, let me get to heaven. Like, I don't know. They're clearly not in hell. They're here. I mean, well,
1: maybe this is hell. Fuck. (laughs) It could be. We don't know. (laughs) The
0: world may never know. Well, I think that wraps up today's Ghosts and (laughs) Spirits episode.
1: All right, thank you guys for listening today. It has been a pleasure talking to you about Ghosts and Spirits. Make sure you subscribe and or follow us and tune into next
0: week's episode. And if you're feeling up to it, feel free to leave us a rating and review. We would love to hear your feedback and are always listening to you guys. We care about you. Just so you guys know, what we do is we sit back and we research
1: um, and we find some stats and data for the next week to divulge ourselves in the topic that we choose. Um, next week, we are going to be talking about horoscopes
0: and astrology. I'm super excited for that one. I don't know about you.
1: Yeah, so we try to come at these with a somewhat unbiased approach. And <laughs> Somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> we try to come at these with an unbiased approach, but inserting our opinions and having intellectual discussions along
0: the way while but throwing in a drop of humor. There while, there, we're, while we're doing the research, I would say that we are
1: coming at it completely unbiased and trying to give you guys that research so that way you can make your, your judgments as well and be a part of the conversation with us. So make sure to leave those comments and thoughts. And
0: hey, in this case, leave your ghost stories. Correct. Please do. I, I would love to hear some spooky, spooky vibes with Halloween coming up. I'm going to yeah. need that. All right, that wraps today's episode up. We will see you next week here on D All of the Above.